Welcome back to Pod Logic, presented by Straight Up Podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome back to Pod Logic. Today's episode and the next couple of episodes are going to be broken down over a tweet thread that I found extremely valuable and I would love to share with you. So this Twitter thread is from David Griner at Griner G R I. N-E-R. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing your name, David, but this is just such a great thread for all new podcasters. And it is a 22 tweet thread. So that's why I'm probably going to break it up because I'm going to throw in my thoughts here and there as I read out each tweet. So I'll link the full thread in each of the episode descriptions, but we'll get started here. So David is creative and innovation editor for Adweek and the creator of the Adweek chat and host of the Adweek podcast. So again, credit to David and just sharing the tweet thread with all of you. So he starts off, we're 182 episodes into the Adweek podcast, which feels like an appropriately arbitrary moment to share a thread of the few things I've learned about podcasting over the past four years. Here we go. Number one, your first episodes are going to suck. Sure, do everything you can to get your quality as high as possible, but be zen about the fact that you're only going to get better and you're learning as you go. Otherwise, you'll never launch it. This is absolutely 100% on the money from David. I, I couldn't agree more. One of the biggest things that hold people back as podcasters is they don't have that professional studio sound right off the bat, especially if they're home podcasters, which it looks like this is who David is sort of talking to. Not everyone, especially when they first start out, is working with this huge budget for their podcasting program or however they're doing it. They don't have a ton of backing. More often than not, you're going to be recording out of your bedroom, out of your closet, which we'll get into in a sec. But you just have to accept the fact that your first few episodes are, aren't going to be as good because you're still finding your groove. You're still finding your sound. Maybe you're still working on getting those great guests on board. But getting those first few episodes recorded is the first step that you have to make. And you have to be okay with the fact that they're not going to be as good. But you got to think positively in the idea that you are only going to get better the more and more that you do this. The second tweet, record three or so episodes before you begin promoting it beyond your closest friends. That'll give you time to iron out major issues and get closer to finding your stride. Plus, it's nice for fans to have a bit to dig into if they like it. Now, this really ties well into sort of the binge culture that we've been seeing with places like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, where they drop the entire season of whatever show that they're promoting all at once because the binge culture is huge. So it's the same with your podcast. And we've talked about this on other episodes of, the, of this show in that just putting out one episode to start off isn't going to garner the traction that you want because people want to binge your content. If they really like that first episode and they go, holy shit, they've got a great guest coming up right after that that I can just play immediately afterward. It's going to get those first new potential subscribers really hooked into your content and much more likely to actually click that coveted subscribe button. As for promoting it beyond your closest friends, I want to dig into that part a little bit more. And when you are promoting your podcast to your friends, those are kind of your first reviews. You really want to be critical with the feedback that they give you because if they're just telling you that, oh, it sounds great, don't change anything, you need to look beyond that and find some actual critical feedback to actually make legitimate changes that other people will notice that you won't because our own egos won't let us think that our whatever we put out is anything other than perfect. So take that into consideration as well. Number three, podcast studios are great, but nothing beats recording in your closet if you can rig it. It'll be cramped, 
but clothes make great soundproofing and standing up makes for a better podcast anyways. My first podcast that I ever did was actually recorded in my closet because that was the smallest room I could find. And it again, you know, David's right on the money. Those clothes do make really great DIY soundproofing. You have a bunch of coats, you have a bunch of shirts, a bunch of sweatshirts hanging up. That's really going to dampen the sound and it's going to sound so much better than if you're just recording in your apartment living room or the living room of your house or your kitchen because you're going to get that really nasty echo that turns off a lot of podcast listeners. You really want to dampen your sound and doing it, like David said, in your closet is a great way to get started. Number four, he says, just to reiterate number three, try to record standing up if possible. It changes your energy. Certainly not mandatory, but it helps me stay focused. Now, this is really different across each podcaster and what your personal preferences are. I've done podcast episodes sitting down, sitting on the ground, standing up, trying to find different ways of what works best for me. And obviously, now that I have the studio, recording sitting at my desk at the studio is obviously the way that I continue to do this show. But that's not mandatory for everybody. You maybe try standing up. If you feel lethargic in your podcast, if you feel tired when you're recording, stand up, move things around, get that energy, get that blood flowing and moving. And your listeners are really going to hear that change in your energy and your tone. Number five, Before launch, spend time and probably some money on a good logo or a thumbnail. Keep it simple, colorful, and legible. Gather up a bunch of your favorites and see what they have in common and then lean into that. Spot on. Once again, this is why this is such a great thread. David is really hitting all of the points for beginning podcasters. So your logo is really important. If it's, you know, just a picture of yourself with a cool logo in the background, that's fine as well. But something that's really popping and something that's really going to grab people's attention is something that you want to do. And that's something that I really put into consideration with the PodLogic logo and something that I work with, with all of the podcasts that I work on. I make sure that you have a really colorful piece of artwork, something that's going to stand out from the crowd of podcasters as they're sort of either they're browsing or they're scrolling through Twitter. If they see something that really grabs their attention, that's just going to increase the likelihood that they're going to give your podcast a chance. Number six, be somewhat blunt about asking for reviews and ratings once you've gotten going. Be sure to provide an email for feedback too. You'll be surprised what you hear back and it can often really change your podcast for the better. And I I touched on this just a few minutes ago. Being super critical about the feedback that you're getting is key. It's absolutely key. So David hits it right on the money there. When you're getting feedback from other people who listen to your podcast, tell them, don't be nice to me. Don't tell me that you love it if you really don't. If you do, that's great. I'm going to find somebody else to give me critical feedback on your podcast. And that's why providing an email is so critical because people are going to be a lot more likely to give you open and honest feedback if they're typing it through an email rather than if they're your best friend and they're telling it to your face. They're not going to be like, you know what, dude, your podcast sucks. Give it up or change the this or that. So providing an email to get legitimate feedback not only allows you to change what needs to be changed or maybe bring to light something that you may be overlooking, but you're hearing it from the people that actually care about your content the most, your actual listeners. And it's also a great tool to build rapport between listeners, start to build a community up, maybe get your email list moving up. So there, there's a lot of great ways or there's a lot of good reasons other than getting feedback for providing an email specific for your podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to part one of four of this Twitter thread breakdown. Feel free to subscribe if you don't want to miss out on any of the future episodes, including the other three podcast episodes that break down the rest of this Twitter thread. Again, the link to the full thread is in the episode description below. You can also check out our newsletter. Feel free to subscribe there as well. We're also available on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search straight up podcasts. And again, you can find all of this 
at straightuppodcast.com because as always, all good things come from Straight Up Podcasts.